this process that I'm about to go through is something that I have done over and over again throughout my life as a way of creating stability because I constantly live in a state of uncertainty. And honestly, even before my nomad journey, I mean, we're all, we're all, let's be honest, we're all living in a constant state of uncertainty. There isn't any one of us that is certain about anything. Hello, my loves. This is Johanna Burkhart. I am a multidimensional channel, teacher, healer, and author. And I am obsessed with all things metaphysical, esoteric, galactic, and of course, the healing journey. And I'm here to share my stories, my wisdom, and my teachings about being human in the illusion that we call reality. Welcome to Cosmic Blonde. Hello, my loves. Oh my gosh, I am so excited that you are here. I want to talk about my nomad journey a little bit more. And I want to talk about how I created and create a sense of stability and security within me and how those habits have kind of stuck and continued, even though I I am technically, as I record this, still a nomad, but I am in one state and one space long-term. So it's not like I'm where I was before, where I'm moving and shifting every one to three weeks um, into a whole new location or a whole new state even. It is a little bit more stable, but I am still a nomad. And I've noticed that these habits, even though I, I no longer need them necessarily, they just kind of become me, right? And I actually did a whole mini course on this called um, Becoming because there are things, this, this process that I'm about to go through is something that I have done over and over again throughout my life as a way of creating stability because I constantly live in a state of uncertainty. And honestly, even before my nomad journey, I mean, we're all, we're all, let's be honest, we're all living in a constant state of uncertainty. There isn't any one of us that is certain about anything. You, you may think your nine to five job is, is your stability or your security, right? You may think that that is, but honestly, um, in my twenties, I worked for a mortgage broker and I went to work one day and there was a notice on the door because they had been seized and confiscated. I even forget what they did, but like we didn't have a paycheck and the business closed, um, because this was during the era when they were writing ridiculous loans to people who could not cash that check. So, they, you know, they were just in it for the money. We, we had, we called, we call them pop-up brokers. You know, they would just show up and they would be fly by night. They would make a bunch of money and they disappear and sell the loans. Right. Cause that's all they're doing. A broker is, is, is just a, basically a facilitator of the loan. They, they make money off of that. Anyway, my point being that none of, none of this, none of us actually have certainty, right? Um, we could get hit by a massive solar storm or comet. There, I mean, there's so many infinite things that could happen. We never know when our last day on this earth or in this experience is going to be. But we don't think about it that way because of we've created external stability, right? I bought a house, I have a job, or I own a business, or this or that. I'm married, um, whatever it may be. But all of that can go away. I've been married three times. Every that, well, let's not, we're not going to even talk about the first one, but the second and third one, 
I thought for sure, both of those were going to be forever. You know, I, no one ever plans to get divorced. It's never like, Oh, I'm going to get married this time. It will be four years and this time, seven years. Like we're not doing that. We're not doing that. When you move to a new place, you're like, Oh, this is my forever home. And then two years later, you're like, shit, it's not my forever home. I got to go find a new one. You know what I mean? So nothing is ever certain, but we have been made to believe that certain things create stability. And I mean, in a way, in a sense that they do, but it has to be loose. It has to be a structure so that you can flow. I don't know why I always use the example of the Louisiana levees, because to be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck that is. And I don't know what they look like, but it's the words that always come out of my mouth. But for me, it's just a structure that creates flow, right? It's a structure that creates flow. So that the, the, the water flows and it doesn't overflow. It doesn't break down and, and intrude and, and destroy and become destructive, right? So you need to create structures in your life, systems, um, routines, things like that, that kind of become your structure. It becomes the things that you ping pong throughout your day that give you that sense, your body, that sense of safety, right? It, it's something that it's, it, it knows to expect. That's all it is. It's, a, it's, it's like your body knows it can expect this thing to happen. And so it naturally feels safe because it's expecting it to happen and it does. So let me just kind of go over some of the things because I know myself and I can get into teacher mode and I don't want to go into teacher mode. I want to be in story mode. So we're going to pull it in here, sister, and we're going to go back to story mode. So I'm going to share the funny ones first because people usually laugh at me. In fact, um, before I got to Texas, I was in North Carolina. I was talking to uh, one of my peoples and who is in Texas. And I said, I, I was staying there, staying with they're staying with the in-laws um, because they just moved from California to Texas and um, they have to stay there and be temporary for a little while. So anyway, they knew me, right? But his parents haven't seen me since I was a teenager. And so they don't know what to expect, right? They haven't seen me in a long time. So anyway, I was talking to her and I said, her name is Julie. I said, Julie, did you prepare them for my cups? <laughs> did you prepare them for my cups and the way that I eat? And she's like, Johanna, nobody can prepare anybody for your cups or the way you eat. Like nobody can be prepared for that. It just, they can't. And I think it's so funny because people think it's weird, but to me, it's so normal. It's something that has just made, you know, everything. I don't know. It just, it's just a routine that I've created. And on this journey, right, I, I, you don't take a lot of stuff. You can, I can only take what I fit in my car, which by the way, has grown ridiculously. Now I can't even move in my car because I've collected so much shit along the way, but you know, that is always changing anyway. So I have four cups that I use every day, four cups. I'm getting off topic. So I have this pink blender bottle. It's hot pink. And, um, this is my morning lemon salt water. So I squeeze a whole lemon and I put a healthy pinch of Himalayan salt in it. And that's how I start my day. This is the first thing. It flushes my body out, right? Flushes my liver and gets everything moving. Um, alkaline, everything, right? It's a super healthy thing to do. 
And, but it's always this cup, always this cup. It's the very first thing that I do. And then once I have my, my salt water down, my lemon salt water down, I move to this beautiful silver Arctic cup. And this is my mud water cup. And if you were to look inside of it when it's empty, you would know that it's a mud water cup because it's pretty muddy in there. <laughs> it's been stained. And from using the little electric frothers, it's like, I've, I've, I'm going to take a drink in a second, but it it's like created grooves inside. It is very well loved. And let me just tell you again, not sponsored, very open to it, mud water. If you are hearing this, mud water has saved my life. Literally, I could be in a dumpster fire floating down the Mississippi River and have be completely filthy and have nothing to my name. And if I have my cup of mud water, my life is fabulous. It, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. Like, as long as I have this, I'm going to be okay. Because I take that drink and literally my nervous system goes, ah, ah. so this is my mud water cup and what's inside is pure joy in my life. Then I have, surprise, surprise, another pink cup. This is actually my niece, Aubrey's favorite cup. I tried to find her one. I'm going to find her one and let her have it. But this is my smoothie cup. It is, um, I have a smoothie almost every day. And so when I have my smoothies, this is the cup I use. Don't use any other cup. This is the cup that I use. And then I have a, um, hold on a second. I'm a very visual prop person, but I have a bright blue Arctic cup, another one of my favorite colors. This is my water cup. So this is, I actually love sparkling water. Um, and I get these little um, pure lemon flavored packets that are better for you than the other flavored ones. Probably not the best, but whatever. It's I eat so clean that it doesn't really matter. Um, but that's my water cup. And so I use those four cups every single day every single day. I don't use other cups. Like if I go out to dinner or something or whatever, but when I go to, like I was dating this guy for a while, I, I literally will have a little bit of a mini panic attack or I will have a, a little bit of anxiety and I don't get a lot of anxiety anymore, but I remember the first time. So I'd been single. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to side rail for a second here. Come with me after being married for so long, right? I spent two years single, no interest in dating, um, none of that. And then when I got to California, when I got to San Diego and I got to where I was staying when I first got there for four months, I said, okay, I'm going to open myself up to dating. Well, I met someone pretty quickly. And I remember the first time that I knew I was going to spend the night, I had a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, I have to have my mud water. I have to have my mud water. I have to have my cups. And I had to tell him <laughs> these things. I had to tell him and he totally didn't care, but I made it like this big deal because I was so worried about him judging me, but I was just judging myself because I don't know, it maybe is a little weird, but I'm weird and that's okay. But these things are, these four cups are placed throughout my day. So my body and my aspects of self, right? All of me knows that in the morning, this is my, I'm going to have this hot pink tumbler full of lemon water. 
And it knows right after that, I'm going to have this silver cup of mud water. And it knows after that, I'm going to have this hot pink cup with smoothie in it. And it knows at the end of the day, I'm going to have this blue cup full of delicious sparkling water. It knows that. And so because it knows that one, it, it, it feels that sense of safety because it knows what's coming. And in a world where we never really know what's coming next, if you create these small little ping pongs, these small little bumper guards that allows our body to sense and find these little moments of safety or security or expectation being met, right? Knowing what's coming, it can sometimes release the rest. Not always, you're not always gonna have those days, but it knows that it has certain things it can depend on that are gonna happen. And so even though I'm no longer a nomad in the sense of I'm not traveling every three weeks anymore, I am still a nomad. I'm still not in my own home. I am still in a sense temporary. And these things help me to feel more connected to myself. It allows me to let go. I've created these bumpers for myself, right? And so while it might sound funny, And it's fun to explain it to other people or people go, oh my God, you're coming with four cups. I traveled with us too, you guys. When I, when I went to, um, I was flown into to Michigan for, to host an event or when I've, you know, gone with my, up to Michigan to my best friend, or when I've gone to, you know, other places and traveled, I take all my cups with me. I don't care. I take my cups with me. I take what makes me feel stable and secure with me. I take my routines with me and they have been unbelievably beneficial. The other thing that I've talked about several times and for love of God, I wish Mudwater would sponsor me because I just love them so much. But even if they don't, I will scream their name to the rooftops. Mudwater, right? I quit drinking coffee um, about three years ago when I started to heal from adrenal fatigue. Because I, I I wasn't even drinking caffeine anymore. I quit drinking caffeine in like 2017. But coffee is very acidic. And I needed to create a al- more alkaline environment or an, the good acid in my body. And coffee just wasn't one of those things. So I gave up decaf coffee even. And that's when I kind of, I don't remember how I found mud water, but this is where mud water came in. And this, as soon as it hits that first sip, my, I swear to you, my whole nervous system just relaxes. It just relaxes. And it's like, oh, okay, it's all good. It's all good. And I'm instantly extremely grateful because let me tell you, there has been times where I have not been able to get mud water other because money was tight, uh, or because of moving around so much, I wasn't in one location long enough to wait for the shipment to arrive. And they didn't have a store that sold it near me. So there's been times where I did not have mud water. And let me tell you, that was a very hard day, (laughs) a very hard day. And in those days, I will put decaf coffee in here, but it's never the same. It's never the same. So that is those are t- the first two things I'm going to tell you. The other thing was what I did was um, I meal prep. And so I would get to a home 
and let's say I'm going to be there a week or two weeks, whatever it was, I would figure out what I was going to eat and I would make a, a big amount of it. And I would put it in this in containers and I would meal prep and I would eat the same thing every day. And I know that a lot of you would be like, oh my God, how do you do that? Isn't that boring? Absolutely not. I am a creature of habit. I am a creature of routine. I love because everything else in my life is so completely uncertain. I like to have that internal knowing of this is what my body's expecting to have. And that has stuck with me. I actually started doing that before I even became a nomad. Um, because I was, uh, I was single. I was living alone. I, my kids weren't living with me. I was literally for the first time in my life, completely by myself, except for my cat. And it made, didn't make sense to make a new meal every night for one person. So I would make big meals that would last, you know, three to four days. And when I lived on my own in my own place, I could change it every three to four days, right? I'd eat it till it was gone. And then I'd get something new. But when I got on the road, that became really hard because you need certain seasonings and you need certain oils and you need certain whatever. And so I have this box that has the things that I use the most, you know, my organic seasonings, you know, my sesame oils, um, my honey, things like that. But I did not want to continue to build on that. And so I started eating the same thing all the time. And so give you an example, since probably April, I have been eating ground turkey with taco seasoning on it and green beans for dinner almost every night and a smoothie during the day um, and protein yogurt in the morning. The thing that changes the most is probably the breakfast. Sometimes I don't eat breakfast or sometimes I just have an apple and I also fast. So I do cycles of fasting, but I don't ever get sick of it. I don't. And when I do, I find something new that I like, and then that becomes the new thing literally for months, you guys. So I know that sounds probably boring to a lot of people, but it works for me. It's been something that has really helped me to feel more safe inside of myself because it's something my body knows what's coming. And, and that's the important part right there is your safety is not in your head, right? We can tell ourselves we're safe all day long. We can look around and see that we're actual safe, but when you have trauma, the way that I've had trauma, it's in your body. And so when we do things intentionally, like the things that we drink, like my mud water or the things that I eat, like being consistent with the same meal, that is something that my body needs to feel that sense of safety. And the more I can create that while traveling through what we will call unsafe because it's uncertain every day, it's almost like a biohack because it's like you're creating a, a sense of safety while doing something that the, that the mind and body would ultimately deem unsafe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, when people have said that to me, like you traveled all by yourself, like I've slept at truck stops, Airbnbs, hotels. Um, most of the time I was house sitting. I have car camped. I have actually camped. I have done it all. I've literally done it all. And 
I think the safest, I, and this is going to sound crazy, but I don't care because it's the truth. The safest I ever felt was when I was sleeping in my car, literally at the beach, at a truck stop going through when I'm, I would stay at truck stops and sleep in my car because listen, let's be real. Who wants to pay $125 to $150 for a hotel room? When you're going to check in at 10 o'clock at night or even eight o'clock at night because you've been driving all day and get up at 5 a.m. It's a waste. So I was like, I'm going to quit wasting that money and I'm just going to make a bed in the backseat of my car. And that's what I did. And I had the space then. I do not have the space now. But I'll tell you, that's when I slept the best. That's when um, I felt the safest. And it was because I had created, like that was my space, right? I had created that space. I felt safe in that space. I knew what to expect in that space. And so you can do these little things and everybody's is going to look different and you might already have these things in place and you may not even realize it that kind of create that sense of safety um, that make you feel like you've got this and you can let go and you can flow. And that's the whole point, right? That's like the levy. The levy is a system that allows the energy to flow. And that's what you want. You want to put up systems and routines that help you flow throughout your day things that your body can find predictable. That's what it needs because you heal the body. We heal the body of trauma by creating consistent predictability while walking in uncertainty. That is how we heal from those traumas that always makes us, when we live in a state of fight or flight, I lived in a state of fight or flight for most of my life because of trauma. And now I don't. And these are just some of the small things that I've done that I've done most of my life, honestly, but I really didn't notice them until I became a nomad. And then they were kind of in my face. Um, and so that's why I'm sharing. Um, what else do I do? I have a whole list. Oh, so again, routine, right? So and again, I've been doing this routine since way before I was a nomad, but I think routines... Um, are so important. Again, consistently, consistent predictability creates safety. And that is what you have to do. So every morning when I get up, the first thing I do is journal. I journal, I just dump, right? I dump whatever came up overnight. I dump my dreams. I dump the stories that my ego is telling me. I dump it all. I just put it in my journal. Um, and then I meditate that changes. Sometimes it's a 15 minute quantum jump uh, meditation. Sometimes it is an hour long um, sitting in silence, drums, whatever. I meditate and I don't, I don't have to, like I get to flow within this routine, right? Um, and then I journal about my meditation and then I'll usually pull three cards for myself. And those three cards are really just kind of tapping into the energy of the day. Um, and most of the times I forget what the cards were, but it's at this point, it's something that just brings me joy to do for myself so that I do it. Um, and then I work out. So four days a week, I work out. So the morning practice is there every time, right? It sometimes it changes and looks a little bit different, but it's always journaling, meditating, those two things, sometimes I don't pull cards all the time, but most of the time I do. But journal meditation are things that are non-negotiables for me. And then I work out four days a week. So sometimes that means I'm in the gym. Sometimes that means I'm outside walking or hiking. Uh, I currently just signed up for a month of yoga. 
And so I'm going to go back to doing yoga for a while. But the point is, is I work out. And then the other routine that I created, and this is a lot of routines, right? So sometime during my day, I work out. And then at night, I sit in my sauna four to five days a week. I sit in my sauna for 20 minutes and then I jump into an ice cold shower. That is my evening routine. And so this seems like a lot of routines and practices, but that's what I require at this time. It's not just a need. It's something that makes me feel connected to myself. It is something that I'm doing for myself, right? It's something that I'm doing for me because I value me. And it brings me to this quote. Um, I wrote this quote down, but I want to read it. It says, if you do not value yourself, you, you won't value doing things for yourself. Let me say that again. Let's have a mic drop moment, right? Mic drop moment. If you don't value yourself, you won't value doing things for yourself. You will always need someone or something to motivate you because what that's going to do, you're going to be doing it more because of them, because they will then value you. I mean, we just have to have a moment of silence. You will always do for others or for yourself, for another in order to feel valued. But when you value yourself, you do these things because it creates value inside of you. It makes you feel valuable. You're like, I value my body so fucking much that I'm not going to load it with fucking toxic process crap. Now, that doesn't mean that every now and then you can't go out and have chips and salsa. Listen, you put chips and salsa or chips and queso in front of me. I'm going to eat it. It's good. But then I have to also have willpower, right? So my goal is 90-10. I eat eat clean 90% of the time, 10% of the time I eat whatever the fuck I want. But if you don't value yourself, you won't value doing things for yourself. I work out for me. I don't necessarily work out because I want to have a hot body. That has been a pretty good benefit, actually. My body has changed beautifully from this process. I work out because it's like my church. It clears my head. It moves my energy. I become one with consciousness. I get tons of downloads and I sweat and I pushed my body. I've learned to do hard things with my body. And if I can push past the point where everything inside of me is like, this fucking hurts. I don't want to do it anymore. And I get through it and I get to the other side and I feel that ecstasy, that dopamine, that serotonin, that rush of fuck. Yeah, I accomplished this. Then my body is learning that when we do hard things and we move through it, the reward is what we feel inside of ourselves. It's not a goal we obtained. It isn't a thing that someone gave you. Nobody gave me a medal. Nobody was clapping for me at the end of my workout. Nobody was doing any of that. It was a fucking feeling inside of me of like, ah, I moved through it. I moved through that density. I moved through that pain. I moved through that limit and I felt ecstasy. 
And this is why people get addicted to working out. It's it's very easy to become addicted to working out. It, it, it's an amazing thing. Um, and same with the sauna. So I started the sauna before I became a nomad. And I started it for the same reason. If I could sit in 130, 140 degrees for 20 minutes, when I want to come out of my skin and I feel a little claustrophobic, if I can do that, then I can sit in an uncomfortable emotion. I can sit in an uncomfortable environment. I can sit in the discomfort. I'm training my body. All of these things, whether it's the cups, the mud water, the food, the workout, all of these things are very somatic. They're very visceral. They're very tangible. They affect my body because that's where my fucking trauma is. It's in my body. So I need to do body things to move through the density, through the trauma in my body and program and teach my body that we can do hard things. And not only do we survive, we fucking thrive. We feel amazing. And so that is why I work out. I value my workout for what it creates inside of myself. The icing on the cake is that I look good too, (laughs) right? I look good. I feel good. Those are just benefits of consistency, consistency. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I do. I don't think there's anything else that I do that creates that. I think those are my routines. I think those are all of the things at this moment that I do. And I'm sure there's, and there's lots of other little ones that I will try to bring in. Like I will change up my supplements. I take certain supplements in the morning. I take some certain supplements at night and I experiment in between. And that's the whole thing is like, that's what I do. This is what I've done my whole life. And like, oh, this is something that I want to bring into my life. And so I'll start doing it every day. And if it creates a benefit for me, if I feel value from it, if I feel good because of it, then I just keep doing it because I value that routine and I value how it makes me feel. But again, I've been doing these things for so long. It doesn't take much of my day, but I literally will get up an hour before I'm like, so when I first came back to San Diego, side story, I'm staying with a a good friend of mine who I call my brother from another mother. He lived behind me. was when I was growing up and, um, Anyway, I stayed with them. They had just had twins and their hair was on fire when I got there. They needed all this help with the babies. I needed a roof over my head. It worked out. Like I'll, I'll help out. I can help out and run my business and I can have a roof over my head and I can reconnect with these beautiful people who I love so much. But they needed me to be up. They needed the most help first thing in the morning while they got their daughter to school. And so that meant that by 6.30, I needed to be in the living room. So that meant that I had to get up every morning at five or five 30 so that I could journal, meditate, pull cards, get a grip, kind of have my own time and space. But I valued myself and this practice so much that I got up. It wasn't a big deal. Some days I was more tired than others because listen, when you're on this awakening journey, there's a a good 
part of that time, especially the further into it, you get the more self-aware you become, the higher frequency becomes where you just don't fucking sleep. Sleep is not something that happens easily. The more aware you become of yourself, the more light you hold in yourself. I'm sorry to tell you, sorry to burst your bubble. Trust me, sleep. Oh, I love sleep. It's one of my favorite things. Anyway, but I valued that practice that much that I will get up early before the start of my day to make sure that I have that space for myself. And even when I was sleeping at truck stops, you guys, I would get up, run in the bathroom, come out and go right into journal, right into meditation. I didn't care. I don't care. I'm sitting in my car doing all these things. I don't care. Everywhere I've gone, I've still done those practices. Because it's, it's, I don't even think about it anymore. It's who I am. It's who I've become. And it has literally made it to where, again, I can ping pong through these different things throughout my day. And whether I am on the road, in another state, in my car, in my own house, on a cruise ship, whatever, doesn't matter. All of those things I can do anywhere because they're my routines. They're my practices. They create a structure so that I can flow. And it's something that I ping pong against as I navigate every uncertain day. I can have faith in these things. I do have faith in these things because they have really strengthened my trust in myself and my confidence in myself. Because if I can do all of those things, regardless of the environment that I am in, I can do anything. I can do anything. I invite you to be so observant of yourself over the next couple of weeks and just notice the things that you consistently do. And what you might find is those things, oh my God, I've been doing this all along, but are those things actually serving you? Do they create value in your body or in your life? Because you're gonna come across patterns that don't create value, that don't feel good in your life. And then those are the ones that you have to really look at because I still find them all the time. And I have to look at that and go, okay, I see, I see this. I see this pattern. I see this behavior, this routine, this thing that I always do. And I see how it makes me feel. And I see how it affects my life. Now I have to make a new choice. That's the hardest part. The hardest part is committing to the new choice and doing it while it's uncomfortable, until it becomes so comfortable that you don't even think about it. And you're just picking up the phone and going like, hey, I'm coming over and guess what? I have four cups and you're going to get over it because it makes me feel great. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Love you, bye. Accept me in all my forms. Accept me in my weirdness. Accept me in my eccentricness. <laughs> this is me. I come with four cups. Which is funny because my best friend always talks about that her and I are the four of cups energy because we both have the not enough wound and that that wound is horrendous. It's like the never ending wound, right? Not enough. You're, you're, it, it's like endless. It's kind of a joke, but 
I legit come with four cups. So just me vibing with my cups. I hope this value brought some laughter to you. And um, I hope that it um, helped you know that it's so easy to create safety and security in your life. It doesn't require money. Really, it doesn't. Money helps. But I've had people gift me mud water. I've had people gift me things, right? So it isn't about money. It isn't about your job or your business. It isn't about having a home. It isn't about a relationship. It's the things that you value the most within yourself that creates the most value in your life. And that creates stability. That creates security. And you do that. I did that. So I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by johannaburkhart.com, where it's time to defy the limits of your mind and step into your multidimensional mastery. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time.